all our lives, we've been told to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll be set. How's that working out for you? I'm Tavana Denise, physical therapist turned life and business coach, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life you love and a business on your terms. If you want more time, more freedom, more flexibility, I can help you create it. Welcome to Breaking Protocol, the show for women in healthcare who want more. Oh my goodness, it's that time of year when everyone is talking about setting goals. And for some people, it's exciting because it's a chance to start over again or it's a chance to level up. But for others, it creates a lot of anxiety and resistance. And I have been seeing this a lot over the last couple of weeks with my clients as we've been talking about the end of year evaluations and what we want to create next year. So I thought I'd better do an episode on goal resistance. What is it? Why it happens? And what to do if you find yourself resisting the goal setting process? And I personally have a lot of positive thoughts about goals most of the time. I know I will hit whatever goal I set my mind to once I have firmly decided. And I think there is a big difference between wishing something's going to happen, trying to make something happen, and deciding something's going to happen. So if we think about the word decide, cide, if I'm saying that correctly, the Latin root means to cut, to kill, to cut off. So when you've decided something, you're like, okay, there is no other option. Versus when we wish or we hope or we try, always makes me think of that. There is no try, only do, (laughs) right? But once I have decided that something is going to happen, it's happening. And so I personally have lots of positive thoughts about goals again, most of the time, (laughs) because this is what happened to me this year so far. And it's at the time of recording January 5th. So I usually set a big goal for the year and just get to work without a lot of drama because I have the thought, I have plenty of time. Well, this time, one of my coach friends, Cara, God bless her soul, she happens to be a CPA and very into numbers and spreadsheets. And she was like, well, how much are you going to make in January? I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And I totally had a freak out moment because in that moment when the timepiece was in my mind crunched down, thoughts came to me like, I don't have enough time. I don't know if I can do it. And that's so fascinating, right? She was literally just telling me to take the big goal and cut it into one twelfth. And my brain was like, "Uh uh-uh, can't do it. And as I watched my own brain do that, and I watched my clients have such resistance to goals, I'm like, I already like goals. But then I watched my own resistance and freak out, and I watched their resistance and freak out. What it made me realize was that the goal itself was irrelevant. The amount of time was relevant. They're both neutral. Time and the goal, just minding their own business. But my thoughts about them caused me to freak out. Not the goal itself, not the amount of time. So how do we know that the goal and the amount of time that they are irrelevant? 
Because if I ask anyone else who makes millions of dollars a year, what they think about making tens of thousands of dollars in one month, they would have totally different thoughts. I imagine that they would they would be thinking, oh, that's easy, piece of cake, done deal, not a problem. Like those are totally thoughts and totally optional to you and me both. But we currently think things, we think that they have those thoughts because they have already done it before. But what do you think their thoughts were like when they weren't making that kind of money? Probably like mine. I don't have enough time. I don't know if I can do it. And so for many people, we have resistance to setting a goal because we don't want to feel disappointed if we don't hit the goal. And the challenge with that and why that's disempowering is because it leaves us in a space of feeling like, well, I don't want to feel disappointed, so I'm not going to set the goal. But when we do that, it leaves us in this space of feeling like we have to accept whatever comes. And I don't want you to think that this also means that you have to set a goal and then muscle your way through everything because I've been there and I've done that. And it leads to exhaustion and sometimes overwhelm and often hating every minute of it. So the point I'm trying to make is that the goal itself is neutral. It's irrelevant. You can set your goal by how many number of clients you want to serve for the year, for the month. You can set it by how much you want to make for the year, for the month. That part doesn't matter. What matters is what you think once you've set the goal or what you think about as you're setting the goal. Because in the process of setting a goal, your brain is going to pitch a fit and all kinds of thoughts and feelings are going to come up. And this is really important information for you to pay attention to. In my opinion, it's even more important than the goal itself because it shows you areas of potential growth. Think about it. If you always did everything that was just comfortable and easy that you already knew how to do, you would never grow. And there are many things that you can do today that you couldn't do a year ago, five, 10 years ago, that when you started, they were difficult. They were uncomfortable. They were not easy. You had doubts. You didn't have as strong of a skill set or as many tools in your tool belt as you do today, but you had to start somewhere, right? And so if you find yourself resisting setting goals, but you know you want something more or different in your life, you might want to ask yourself, why is that? What am I afraid of? What am I avoiding? Usually, we're afraid of feeling something. Maybe it's failure. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's discomfort of any sort. Maybe it's not wanting to experience what I call the internal verbal beating or verbal abuse that we know we're going to start doing if we don't hit the goal. You know, the inner mean girl or what Brene Brown calls the gremlin. So what is it for you? 
Because once you're aware of this pattern for yourself, you now get to decide what your response is going to be. That's where your freedom is in having a choice in what you want to think and how you want to feel as you create the life you want instead of just standing by and hoping that you'll get what you want. So how do you do that? If you remember the model where we talked about there are certain circumstances in our lives that can trigger a thought and that thought causes us to feel a certain way. So based on how we're feeling, we take certain actions or oftentimes do nothing at all. And over time, that creates our results. So often we use the model to understand why we're feeling a certain way about circumstances and situations that we already have in our life and that we're already going through. But you can also use the model to be more intentional and be more in control of the results that you want to create for your life. How do you do that? You start by deciding what you want the result to be. What is the goal? What do you want? Period. Not based on anything other than you want it. You don't have to justify why you want it, at least not right now. We'll get to that. But you don't have to justify why. You don't want to worry about whether or not you've done it before or whether or not you've had it before. Don't worry about if you've tried before and didn't succeed. Don't worry about if it's reasonable or not. The fact that you even had the idea makes it a possibility for you. So first, decide what you want. Notice the tendency to choose things because they sound reasonable or realistic or because you think there's a good chance that you can do it without difficulty. Notice that. The next step is to choose a thought that feels good to you. Maybe for you, it feels good to think, oh, this is possible or this is doable. Or maybe it feels good to think, I just want to see what happens. Maybe those thoughts make you feel encouraged or excited or curious. And when you're in that space, what would you be doing when it comes to going after your goal? And what wouldn't you be doing? Those actions over time are what lead to the result. And this is exactly what I did when I was going for 100K this year. I didn't just go out and say, I'm going to go out and do all the things and see what happens at the end of the year. No, I said, I'm going to make 100K this year. And then I decided what thought I needed to think that would make me feel like taking the actions needed to get the result. Because most of us, many of us, set the goal and then we know what needs to be done. And then if somebody asks you about it and you're like, well, I didn't feel like it. Well, why didn't you feel like it? Is <laughs> because you had thoughts that made you not feel like it. So in order to feel like it, you have to come up with thoughts on purpose that make you feel like taking the actions. What feelings make you want to take action? Is it determined? Is it committed? Is it encouraged? Is it excited? What is it for you? That's how you feel like it. <laughs> so again, if you're feeling a lot of resistance around creating goals this year because of any past failures, 
I would invite you to consider that there is perhaps a new way of looking at it, and I'd love to show you an easier way. Go to tavanadenise.com forward slash momentum to book a consultation, to find out what's been standing in the way of you hitting your goals in the past and what needs to change, whether that's the mindset or the strategy for you to be able to create a new result this year. Until next time, friend. Friend.